Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This is the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. Today I have with us a very fantastic guest, somebody who I've wanted to talk to for quite a while. I seem to say that a lot when I start shows with guests, but honestly, I do want to talk to certain people, and there's uh, this energy that, that surrounds it so... As much as I want to get in there and say right away, let's jump on, there's so many things that interfere with the ability to do that. So I always say I've wanted to talk to them for a while. Christy Morrison is the guest today, whom I've wanted to talk to for quite a while. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so psyched. This is, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We've got a really decent audience. We've got a really <laughs> fun, loving group of people. All the naysayers and haters sort of drifted off because they've got other people to rag on and uh, you know, uh, the, the, the peanut gallery has calmed down and everybody's here to have a good time and have a laugh and, 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 and share information, knowledge, wisdom, whatever it is, breaking us out of anxiety and depression and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's the root of what we are. Uh, and along the way, we like to have, like I said, a lot of fun. So we're on this arc right now. Uh, the past couple of guests and, my, and myself, we've talked about our version of a dark night of the soul. And without any like introduction, hi, how you doing and all that for it, sort of fun stuff, <laughs> we're going to drop you right into sharing your most intimate moments with, <laughs> with the audience. The dark night of the soul is one of those things in my mind. I thought it was one. I thought it was two. Um, I've come to realize at this stage in the game that it is continuous. Mm-hmm. So once you enter into it, in my opinion, it, it changes first off how you do things and it, and then it, it continues to change things. So it's not like you, you get to go in and out. Maybe there's an out, maybe there's a, maybe there's a, 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 an out at the end of it. But I think that once you, once you start this down this road, it is now the road. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about you. How did you go from complete quote unquote normie third dimensional thinking, you know, pay your taxes, two and a half kids, white picket fence, boss lady how did you go from that to to where i am now yeah an energetic beast you know how'd you get yeah there? um it, it well of course it was a journey life's a journey um i i think the biggest thing that started my awakening was finishing college i when i followed the system like you know your dad and mom teach you go to school get good grades get a good job, work till you're there for 60 something years, then you retire with a pension, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I I did that. I went to college. <laughs> I wanted to be a vet tech, learned quickly. That is not something I could do forever. I ended up crying all the time versus saving the world. <laughs> uh, and that that whole school system was a scam. And it was just designed to put people in debt and create this this perpetual, you know, system. No, no. People hate on me for saying that. I'm not saying yes. I want my doctors to study, 
but well, I, no, that's I, the, I was gonna say that's the one <laughs> thing people are like well you're gonna tell the doctors not to go to school yeah what? that's no, their no, only argument your mind to be a doctor and you want to start carving people open yeah but actually, by all means please my, go to school. my doctor's a natural path so that there's also that whole avenue to go down between the systems anyways but we won't go there and then yet. Uh, we won't yet. go there yet <laughs> fine we can circle back um so that that was started i was like 25 when that happened and then i read uh rich dad poor dad with robert kiyosaki and i was like okay so business is the key this is how you break the system right <laughs> and then uh I, that transitioned me into being a boss babe you know i am fully embraced it i had no idea what i was in business i was 25 um, and I, I went for it. I was so far in debt. I was like, what do I have to lose? Let's go. Right. And, and I, I just, I dived in and I actually built a really nice business. Um, I was, uh, number two in Canada, number one in Ottawa for my business, which is home staging and design and continually winning awards, growing. I had staff, I had inventory for my business, working with the top agents across the city like total i was I, I at the start i absolutely loved it i was like yeah boss babe getting goals smashing it awards 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 ego yeah. ego ego and it was uh, i think like six years into the business was my first like entrance into the dark night of the soul where i smashed goals Everyone outside was looking in saying how perfect my life was. And I was miserable, like yeah. so miserable. And I was like, there has to be something more to life. I cannot believe we come here to haul ass and essentially hate life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, it's funny that you said it because that's like, that is literally my exact avatar <laughs> of, of who I work with primarily for coaching. Somebody who's achieved everything that they were ever told to achieve. You sit there on the Zenith and you're like, Oh, well, well, what the hell is this? Yeah. And, and I also say too, that, you know, we grew up in a generation where pimp my ride and, mm -hmm. and, and cribs, MTV cribs were like the show that we all tried to aspire to be and all that sort of stuff. And when you look at it, when you look back on it, you think to yourself, this, this whole genre of music and entertainment was, was pushing us to do something. Mm -hmm. Earn the money, and then what do we do with the money that we earned? We went out and we bought the shiny trinkets, the Gucci this and the the dumb yep. that, like all the shiny stuff. So all the money you make goes away. It's all ill-gotten gains. It's all it's all puppycock. It's all whatever. Yep. I I totally bought into that that system. I bought it like I own a Beamer. Um, I bought all these designer purses. I bought nice watches, all these shoes, and. I look at my closet and I'm just like, okay, I have this. Now what? Got to go get another one because seasons have changed. Styles have changed. It was just fulfilling this consumerism that, oh, uh, I, now I, my purse is a fanny pack I got in Costa Rica. I really don't give a crap about it anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so it was, it, it was definitely an evolution, but that really, um, moment of awakening to, to what else is out there kind of started my, my journey. I think it was like 28 ish when that happened. Thankfully, I am so glad I found it when I was 28 because it would suck. 
you got lucky. Um, I sure you know, did. It uh, it took me it took me quite a few years. Like for my for my for myself, it was nine eleven sort of made me ask a lot of questions. I would I would have been twenty one back then, mm-hmm. and more and more I just sort of disagreed with things. But at the time that I was disagreeing with things, I was the asshole, and I didn't want to play by the rules. And mm-hmm. Like, well, you just you just don't want to play by the rules. I'm like, something inside me is telling me that this whole fucking thing is bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I get that, and I'm like, this is nuts. And and so now it's funny because I live an entire life where I always played by my rules, and it's not like they were the good rules or the bad rules. They were just the ones that made sense to me at the time. Exactly. And when I was when I was that <clears> lost <throat> in the third dimension, I wasn't a great person. I was I was I was stepping on people. I was I was doing things that that weren't in alignment with what I what I really needed to be. Yep. Uh, and that, you know, that was one of the, I think that was one of the biggest things for, for me and for the darkness of the soul was, was understanding. I mean, the biggest, I think the biggest slap, the biggest personal slap, and you hear this, it's almost cliche that you hear it, but the biggest personal slap was I was the cause of all of my problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you, and you look at that and you're like, fuck, you know, based on the information that I have, based on the information I did, I thought I was doing the right thing. I, but your your gut, your gut always tells you. And for you to have hit it and started moving with it at 28, that's awesome. It was, yeah. I Looking back, like at the moment, everything's falling apart and you think you're losing your mind and you're like, what the hell is going on? You know, that the moments that hit you. But I am incredibly grateful looking back that that was like the start of my my journey and like where I am today. Like... <laughs> It's a whole other me. People are like, you changed. And that's like the greatest compliment anyone could ever give me because I believe we're here on earth to grow and change. If we're the same person we are every single day, all day in and out, you're not doing life right, in my opinion. And I, I, I hear that too, because one of the things that we're, we're beaten into our brains is that a leopard can't change its spots. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest, the biggest lie in the entire world. That is a deflection. You know, this is one of those things too. Like if you talk about relationships, people that are like, oh, you know, he's such a dick to me. He's such a dick to me. Right. And then we've all, we all know that girl or that guy that breaks up with somebody and they immediately have a new relationship and it's immediately the same other thing. And you realize <laughs> that this person, the people that they're choosing, the one common denominator in all of their fuckery is them and mm-hmm. they, they can't put their finger on it. So like, like, I, you know, you got to leave him. You got to leave him. Leopard never changes his spots. You got to do this. You got to do that. I hear this stuff. And I think to myself, you can be perfect. You can be an amazing person and you can be an amazing person, but the two of you together are toxic. Yep. And when, when people understand that they don't have to keep reliving these traumas, these battles that they fight exist for them to level up. Exactly. So until you, until you see what it is that you need to see, you're going to keep repeating the same bullshit. And some of us get it real quick and some of us <laughs> take a little bit longer and some of us are still taking, I'm still getting hit with a wooden spoon from time to time, even though I'm, you know, as quote unquote mentally, you know, I don't want to say mentally advanced because there is no advance for me to be advanced would imply that somebody's lacking behind. Everybody's exactly where they need to be to make this exactly, existence exactly what it is. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's the whole thing about uh, relationships that, that in itself is an evolution on its own. Like as an individual, you are growing and changing. That other individual is growing and changing. Mm-hmm. And are you navigating that together or not like it i don't this it's completely a uh a a journey and so that's why maybe because i see it in real estate lots of separation 
Yeah, you make your most money with the separate. Oh, look, you guys are on different journeys now. I'll sell a house. I'll get both of you a new house. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. The old three-ended deal. <laughs> it, you know, we joke, but it, it you know there is benefit to it. I mean, I mean, you're running a holistic business basically out of it. You help people with that sort of thing as well. So it's a uh, it's quite an experience for sure. Um, what's your take on? What's your take on? Um, handling or dealing with society um this far into your journey in other words how do you view society right now um without incriminating yourself it's funny like i (laughs) i had some massive judgments and opinions about a society uh i would say majority over the last three years Mm -hmm. uh seeing how people treat each other uh seeing what people say in and all that i had some massive judgments now i've hit a point where i observe and i can say okay that's where you're at i'm i see where people are at now and i i i just accept that that's where they are in their own journey and i'm not fighting it i'm not going to convince you of anything any Mm. ever i don't care anymore um it, it kind of it can't it, the sad part is I'll, I'll talk about this with some of my friends and it can piss them off because i don't have a judgment and they're like you're judging i'm like well actually no to me i'm just observing because that me noticing this has nothing to do with me uh i don't care if they what they believe i don't care anything i just care if people are good people like in my heart um so yeah, I don't I don't have a, a, a an opinion on where society is now because I just feel like everyone in different areas I have an opinion on where we're going. <laughs> so would you say that you're white pilled then fully? No, I don't think anyone is fully. I think it's a journey, and you know, ten years from now I'll look back at this moment and be like, "Damn, you rookie." Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that's one of the things I love about the podcast is you really get to like your your journey is documented. Some of the stuff in like my earlier episodes, it's like what. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I journal. I actually started journaling a lot in my early, you know, days of of awakening when I started analyzing a lot of things about myself and my feelings and where I am in life and how I got there. And and looking back on journaling has been amazing. I would love to do, you know, podcasts and journal it that way because it would be. Why aren't you podcasting right now? I mean, it's on my radar because I do really well with interactions. I don't want to be a single person podcast. I feel like I would want to have a partner to like bounce ideas off and have a conversation rolling because you, I feel you also get greater value from it, having different opinions. Like I'm not going to agree with the person all the time, but at least you have different perspectives. I think my podcast is amazing. (laughs) For the most part, it's just me. Uh, For the longest time I was doing the guests, but... (laughs) I found, you know, to, to your point, it does make sense. Yeah, it's great to have a conversation. Uh, I like my style of podcast, which is basically just me jumping on and telling a 20-minute story and then jumping off. Yeah, I know. I follow. I like it. I, I kind of binged a bunch. <laughs> nice. That's good. Um, but it's, it is it is fun. And and you have the energy and the, and the character to really crack out a good 10, 15, 20-minute story, which is a podcast episode. Uh, and then you can have your guests on whenever you want. So don't. I would say, you know, don't be holding or don't don't hold yourself down to being like, I need to have a guest because you've got charisma to to carry on one show by yourself. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, yes, very much. And that's that's a lot of fun. It, it's therapeutic. I mean, one of the, one of my most favorite memes is why do men start podcasts instead of going to therapy? <laughs> and 
I just thought that was absolutely perfect. I mean, it's it's kind of cathartic. It's kind of, you know, I did it for business. Um, yeah. But it, you know, it's so true because you get out there and as a man, you're not supposed to talk about certain things. But men start talking about stuff on the podcast. They start putting things out there and you start seeing your numbers grow. You start seeing, you start seeing people starting to follow you. And, and you realize that as you're sharing your message, other people are relating because for every one person, mm-hmm. for every one person that's willing to speak, there are a thousand people that aren't willing to speak, but want to listen. True. Very, that, that's very, very true. And I'm actually noticing a lot, a huge shift in men, especially uh, opening up and having these conversations and getting nitty and gritty and, and being vulnerable. I think it's amazing because that's how you ultimately heal is you can't keep it to yourself and figure it out on your own. Like you're yeah. all taught to, right? Like sharing, opening up, like, you know, putting that out there is helping. Yeah, and we, we are taught to walk it off. Every man out there mm-hmm. is taught to walk it off. When we were talking about society earlier, I think about things like, um, you know, there's victim, a victim mentality and there's aggressor mentality. Everybody's looking for an aggressor mm-hmm. and, and nobody's, nobody sits back and mm-hmm. says, you know, mm-hmm. what made that person do that thing? Like, why did that, you know, what, what caused the aggression mm-hmm. And from my experience, every single quote unquote aggressor was at one point a very deep victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, we look at society and we look at, you know, the implications. I look at all the implications with everything. Um, you know, it, when, when somebody, when a third party tells a story, let's, let's use racism. Mm-hmm. When a third party tells a story about racism and or slavery or something like that, you have one group of people who can be like, look what happened to my ancestors. And then you can have another group of people that, that can be like, I had nothing to do with any of this yet. I'm supposed to feel something, um, you know, something along the lines. So, mm-hmm. you, so a third party tells one story and two parties are now the main two parties are now at odds. I saw another meme. It was the power Rangers. Remember the power Rangers? Mm-hmm. They're all staying there as a green power, pink power, red power, black power, yellow power. And then the white guy didn't have white power written on it. He had accounts <laughs> suspended. Oh my God. <laughs> and I thought right there, right there in and of itself, we, you know, we're living in a world where there is an entity somewhere that is causing this mass amount of division right down the middle of all of us. Yeah, I wonder where that's coming from. Right? So it's it's a it's a crime today. It, for the longest time, for the past two or three years, it was a crime to be a white male or a husband. Every husband and every commercial was made to look like an idiot. Um, and he can't do this. He can't do that. But now you've got, you know, there's a war on women right now. And, and you're seeing this where all women's sports and all this stuff, like men are going in there and, and taking away the the medals and the and the accolades and all that sort of stuff. And and if anyone says anything about it, you know they're shunned or or they're turned away. But we're sitting in a turning point on that as well. Like like Bud mm-hmm. Light, for example, Anheuser Busch is still losing money off of that off of that move. Uh, and people will say, you know, the advocates will still say, how how is it, you know, how is it okay, you know, why can't we put this guy on that can and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, the same mass media, in my opinion, the same mass media is, is whitewashing all the labels. They've taken everybody off the labels, except for, you know, uh, the, basically the whitewash of all branding and labeling and all that sort of stuff. It's very, very peculiar. Uh, and Dylan, of course, Dylan had, Dylan <laughs> identifies as a 12-year-old girl or something like that. And he does 12-year-old girl things. So it's like a weird Thing, and that's what the whole hubbub was really truly all about with regards to Bud Light. I don't know. You watch this, and even when, to me, even when society sort of attacks a, a Bud Light, for example, you're like, 
even that is demonstrating a certain brand of ignorance. So even though the, the company got attacked, those who are creating division are still winning. The division. Mm -hmm. How do you think, or what would you do, or or you know, what's your take on, or your opinion on overcoming collective division? That's a big question. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean I we need to get back to basics. I find I think we need to get back to basics and understand who we actually are at the core. And we're energetic beings and we're here having a human experience. No one's different from anyone. Right. We need to stop, you know, categorizing everything. Like I absolutely, this is probably going to annoy people, but I, I'm not a fan of this new pronoun everything because it's another category. You're subcategorizing who we are and for everyone to be special and everyone to get that award to feel special has to have a unique name associated to who they are and i don't that's that's not helping humanity it's a temporary band-aid in my opinion um to make people feel special with not really addressing anything at the core of who they truly are not to mention that demons in the bible refer to themselves as they them <laughs> so i mean like if there's a, there's that satanic there's, there's that satanic side to it as well and you know, there's obviously, you know, there's, there's like, quote unquote, these, these death cults going on, you know, the liberal left and all that sort of stuff. Uh, every single thing that they're doing leads to population control. And it's the weirdest thing in the world. So, um, it, you know, I 100% agree with that, like this, this energetic experience. And it's like, sometimes I ask questions and sometimes I'm just like, I don't understand why I would even ask a question like that or why I would even go down that lineage. But it, it, it helps break for anyone that's on uh, the spectrum of understanding and comprehending that we are subcategorized. We are categorized um, in a way that divides or the fact that we can have a conversation. Like we just spent five, 10 minutes talking about they, them division, Dylan Mulvaney. When those are trinkets in and of the overall experience, we are here having the overall experience and we are here to try to do our best to embrace it. And my take on on how to how to end division and unity is to not support it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's the same thing as you know, not supporting processed and shitty food. You don't buy it. Like you have to not participate. You can't. You can't be a part of it no. <laughs> on any level. <laughs> it's funny too that eh, when you wake up, when you when you, when you wake up to certain things, you're like that stuff just goes by the wayside. Like the idea of eating McDonald's right now. That's so gross. Like I haven't touched that forever. <laughs> like it's funny because I, I used to absolutely love it. I'm like, those fries are the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> now. <I'm>, uh. <laughs> no. And when you realize that that's a manipulation, like I, for years, I used to love drinking. I was definitely in, into the drugs, smoked cigarettes, like all of the debaucherous stuff that they told us to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And you realize, I mean, look, go ahead. It, uh, drinking and drugs and stuff like that. It, yeah, there. It's uh, it's actually a tool used to suppress people in their absolute greatness. It's a distraction and it's it's creating um, and festering unhappiness in a lot of people. And people are are lost. They're so lost right now, and they don't know how to find themselves. But it's because they're not facing the things that we need to face. Like you, we all, every single person needs to have this dark night of the soul. I mean, 
there's also the perspective of everyone does it on their own journey. I'm just saying some point in your life, if you're going to change and grow as a person, you're going to face the things that you use to numb yourself. Mm -hmm. With that said, I think that's also why there's certain drugs that are kind of banned because it can awaken you to a lot of interesting perspective. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to do the Alan Watts hero dose. Yeah. With about five grams of mushrooms in a pitch black room. Yeah. That, the journey the journey goes in <laughs> yeah i mean uh i believe yeah the, there's certain um you know perspectives on mushrooms ayahuasca peyote all this stuff where some people say it's really good for your spiritual journey and some people say it's absolutely horrible i'm of the mindset of if it's on your radar then it's probably going to be a good experience for you if you're doing it and forcing it because it's trendy and and you haven't done any work, you you, you might you might have a bad. <laughs> You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> yeah, was, like that... you have to have respect for the process. You can't just do it because it's fun. Like that gets back to the whole you know ego base. Everyone's doing it, so I'm going to do it. And if you do it just because it's fun as well, that's also escapism. Yeah, um, exactly. I I I remember when I was a kid, I always had these inklings, even when I was a kid, that. I was going in a direction. I remember saying, I'll give up drinking and drugs at one point in my life, but I'll probably never give up mushrooms. And I'm, I'm at that point now. It's funny how all the stuff that I predicted, you know, I, I, I've, I've walked into or, or manifested, you know, and that's probably the best way to put it. But the, the mushrooms to me is, you know, I haven't touched any narcotics or drinking whatever uh, in six years. Um, I just sort of, that was just kind of like the beginning of it all for me was like, like just, just bam, like let's, let's step into this and to do mushrooms within those, this, that six year window would have been a disservice to me. Exactly. Yeah. And, and now, now I'm, I'm prepared to see what it's about and it's not, it's not a, a an escapism trip. It's a, it's a journey. Exactly. Yeah. It's there has staycation. to be a, pur <laughs> there has to be a purpose and an intention to it for, yeah. for sure. Because, you know, once, once you, understand you know the magic of the world that we are in and you go in with respect and you know you're you're not using it as a crutch that's right. when the magic happens we'll talk about crutches man man cocaine was just the the drug of choice for me and percocets too i just love the painkillers um and so it's funny when you get off that how when you're on it and you're like when you're casually on those kind of drugs for like decades there doesn't seem like there's an exit. There doesn't seem like anything that you're doing is worthwhile, you know, because mm. all you're doing is earning money and buying the drugs and, uh, you know, occasionally just sort of chilling out. You're, you're accomplishing things. You know, you're definitely accomplishing things. Um, and you're doing it really fast too, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it, it, it sort of burns you out. And, and when you, when, if you allow yourself to burn out on that sense, the cigarettes, the, the drinking, the, you know, the drugs, you, when you, when you consume that and the McDonald's, the shitty food, mm -hmm. Know, and when you consume all that, your whole body is like, I'm just going to take a nap. Like mm -hmm. my, my energy, I'm just going to take a nap, which is, which is the NPCs. You know, I believe that we all started off as NPCs, non-player characters. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we had the ability to come to light and we had the ability to grow. I think there's a, there's that Ryan Reynolds movie that came out. Um, free guy. That to me mm -hmm. is such a beautiful telling of what it's like to go from an NPC to a real life character. Um, and, and, those to me, I, I look at Hollywood now and I, I realize that they're just telling you stories. They, they've stolen our, our, our history and they're selling it back to us. 
Um, so I, there was a time when I first woke up that I couldn't watch sports. I couldn't watch, uh, TV or all of it was just tripe and garbage to me. Yeah, but yeah. now I, now I watch it for the messages and now I'm entertained again. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable for decades. Uh, yeah. I've, none of it. Like I th- thankfully on my journey, I've never actually been addicted to anything, not alcohol or drugs or I've had people in my life, uh, on those journeys. Um, I think my, my biggest addiction was like McDonald's as like 15 or 20. <laughs> thankfully. Must have it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was mostly I you know what actually that's a lie uh not substance abuse it was it was working I became a workaholic in my business and that uh hardened my heart I became you know that typical boss bitch circling into that um so that was my addiction numbing the shit around me with the hard work oh yeah yeah a lot of people get a lot of people get thrown into that it's, oh yeah it's, it's easy <laughs> it's easy it's, to get thrown into it and it's no different so people are like oh well you know what, your your addiction to working at least is better than XYZ. I'm like, no, it's just as shitty. Like, it, it's not, like, it's shitty on your physical body. It's shitty on you mentally. Like, it's shitty all around. And addiction is an addiction. 100%. They're like, well, you're you're progressing. No, I'm not, because I'm not doing it in a healthy way. Exactly, yeah. Even with your physicality, you hear people talk about, oh, I'm working on my summer body. <laughs> I mean, when I, talk, when I talk about that sort of stuff now, because I know full well that I've swapped out a lot of those addictions for the gym. But I'm not working on my summer body. I'm working on my 2025 body. I'm giving myself some time. <laughs> well, that's the important part. You have to give yourself time because you know what? We've been told and sold an unrealistic expectation of life. And if you're not perfect within the first month, then you're not doing it right. right. And that's when people get into starving themselves. They get into, you know, the quick fixes, the pills and, you know, the the healthy, unhealthy eating habits. Like that's not... That's not how you do it. And once you realize you're a pawn in their system to make you feel like shit, that's that's another you know avenue to find a magical world where you're like, no, I don't need that anymore. That's the secondary massive breakthrough to me. Mm-hmm. When I broke out of the idea of drugs and drinking and all that sort of stuff and realizing that I was using this to numb my pain. And then you start doing things like start you know actively, actively being more active, hitting the gym, doing these things. Again, you are swapping out addictions but Mm -hmm. when you when you catch on to like you just said you can't rush in like you've been tricked into believing you need to be something Mm -hmm. not only that but you have been tricked into eating like crap your whole life anyone in north america i'm not going to speak for the rest of the world because i know a lot of people out there are still getting half decent food Mm -hmm. but for us even the stuff that we we grow in our own yards is still reflective of the chemtrails the stuff that yeah exactly so we're not we're still not getting the best it's kind of funny you say that because i i grow my own food um here i raise that that surprises me (laughs) i'm I'm into i'm in like i'm so in um but i grow my own food uh I, i raise my own chickens my chickens are given pure love like they are happy when they when I process them, they have a ceremony, so they're not going in angry or upset or scared. Like I'm burning sage. Like there's a ceremony. <laughs> Can we but, buy some uh, of these chickens? I mean, I maybe that's my next part of my life journey. <laughs> Selling chickens. Heart heart centered chicken love. I like it. I'm in. But uh, but yeah, like the the whole everyone's like oh chemtrails blah blah blah. I'm like it's just that off gassing whatever you, that other word is. When I'm like, no, that shit lasts 
very short periods of time. I don't let this stuff freak me out. Um, but I did buy a 26 foot greenhouse so I could protect the things that are coming down. Like, is it going to be perfect? No, but it's a lot better when I'm getting a grocery store. All you can do is what you can do really. Yeah. And, and that's with the knowledge that you have. Exactly. That's funny too. Cause at the grocery store, you say things like, you know, as long as we only eat what's on the outside of the store, you know, we're healthy, but that ain't true either. Exactly. All that shit, every single thing that we have has been depleted of proper nutrients or mm -hmm. has been chemically enhanced or has been. GMO'd up the yin yang mm -hmm. and there's nothing that we can do about it. So I remember being, well, I disagree. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> well, there's nothing that we can do about, about well, truth. Okay. There's nothing we can do about it because this is the existence that we're in. So now what we do is alter to our best ability with the knowledge that we have, what it is that we're willing to eat, what, what we're exactly. willing to put in, how we're willing to, to survive and thrive and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you have a choice to make a change. A lot of people aren't willing to to make a choice to do a change. You, they make excuses. Oh well, I only have a balcony. Great. If you eat fifty to like tomatoes or peppers, grow those two things. Then you just cut down what your intake is from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that stuff. And you have you have a Costa Rica now too. So I mean, you've got plenty yeah. of room to grow. I mean, that's pretty. I do. That's, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> my little paradise of Costa Rica. I love that country. Like it is, it feeds my soul, the sun and energy there. I don't do well in winter time because it's too, um, it, it's, it's like after Christmas, it starts feeling heavy for me. <laughs> yeah. What's the, uh, what's the cost of living like down there comparatively speaking? Oh, it's dirt cheap. Really? In Costa Rica? I heard uh, it was quite pricey. Well, compared to other countries that have zero infrastructure, yeah, it's, it's pricey compared to that. But compared to Canada, where 80% of our taxes are what we make is taxes. So Are you still cheap. paying taxes? That's a shame. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> oh, man. But in general, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so much taxes are being paid. But, um, and, like, if they were used properly i wouldn't have a problem with it but it's so abused anyways that's another we're thing. gonna see and 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 i told you this this conversation was just gonna go all over the place but we're gonna see in our lifetime the generations the kids younger than us not pay taxes mm -hmm. simply because they don't believe in anything that's happening why on earth did we give 22 billion dollars to ukraine when our water is still shitty our indigenous are exactly. suffering our yeah. our quote unquote war veterans are still are still depleted. Starving. Yeah. Yep. What how is this even how is it even fucking feasible? I get I get animated when I hear this shit because I mean they and these are the same people that are gonna give you a credit score. I know. <laughs> like, well, we don't know how good you are with your credit, even though we don't fucking they don't care. <laughs> so here's my my whole theory on money as well. The taxation that they do has absolutely zero to do with them taking the money. I think, I think all money is fabricated. Yeah. It's um, well, it's not, it's not real. It's all everything's yeah. everything's in this world. Is so fake. Yeah. But we, we waste our entire lives trying to hunt down this money. And the more they tax us, that means the more they take from us. That means the more we have to earn. So it's absolutely irrelevant. The number and the taxation, it's absolutely irrelevant. What is relevant is that we don't have that money. So there we're giving money to Ukraine. We're giving this, we're giving that the game of monopoly is over when one person has all the money, right? So what happens when, when Ukraine has all the money? And that's the thing. Oh, like, yeah, I, I do feel that there's the taxation system is going to be gone. And even anyone in the spiritual community, 
they're they're getting hit saying yeah it, it's not going to be around forever um but i i also understand that we're all here to experience things and we need to experience the shit that that you know that makes us angry the shit that you know we have people in our factors. own exactly we have people in our own land that don't have clean water but yet billions can go to another country and we're like okay we're paying the taxes like you know like the airplane crashing put your own mask on first before you help others take care yeah. of yourself that don't kill grandma put your mask on <laughs> oh man it's so funny the the back to that covid narrative how i it happened for a reason. Oh, and I think it happened for a great reason. I mean, here's a here's a here's a a take that my audience may not like. I'm, I, I'm, how do I put this without sounding like an ass? I'm behind Trudeau, right? Trudeau in Canada, and Joe Biden in the states are so utterly asinine that the only thing that they can possibly be doing is through their actions, proving to the world that the whole thing is a farce. Like I watched, I, I watched Trudeau and a lot of Canadians did. You probably did too. Sit at the university of Ottawa <laughs> and publicly state that Gaslighting he never us. forced anyone to get vaccinated. Yeah. I thought to myself, this guy's either completely oblivious or he's doing it in, per on, in person uh, uh, so, on purpose. <laughs> the gaslighting, oh my God. Like, I have a friend who always, I am very adamant that I have been uh, very vocal about my distaste for our current prime minister. Yay, then, fearless leader. <laughs> he asked me, he's like, well, what are you to get into politics? I'm like, never. And he's like, then why are you giving it your, like, your attention? Like, why are you giving it that energy? And from an energetic perspective, I am learning that all the negativity and the hate that I'm sending him, what is it doing? I'm like, it's giving him power energetically. So, so you're in the same boat as me. So now turn that hate around. Give him love. Then, no, it's just funny. Like it's, it's so absurd. Like it's so bad that now it's funny. And that's the only way that I can look at it. So that's why I say I support him because he's doing things that are so stupid that other people are finally coming to me and going, you know what? You were kind of right about some stuff a while ago. I'm like, kind of. It's all happening. Yeah. Like this is part of the learning journey for everyone. Some people will never see it and that's fine. That's part of their journey. Like literally we all have our own things that we're here to learn and we're all going to hit certain points at different times. Mm -hmm. It's kind of exciting. Like it's funny because like not even five months ago I was, raging about how much I hate this guy and then meeting someone, them giving me a different perspective, turning it into more of an energetic thing. It starts making sense to me. I'm like, okay, so this is my next evolution in, yeah. in where I'm growing and learning because yeah, I I don't even think I've posted a I hate Trudeau thing in at least <laughs> two months since I had this conversation. That's awesome. So you know, like life's a journey, right? <laughs> I, I see now I'm at the stage, I'm at the stage of the game right now where I firmly believe that I am a character inside a movie and I am merely observing it. There's nothing for me to get excited about. There's exactly. nothing for me to get angry about or animated about. I'm like, yeah. it just is what it is. 
Yeah. And I look at all this stuff and I'm like, I'm, I'm just a character, man. I'm just here. Like God put jet skis here so that I could use them. And I'm yeah. good. You know, I'm yeah. going to spend my time in the summer on a jet ski. Right. That pisses some people off too. And and that's where you just got to be like, I just recognize where you're at, man. Like, I hope you reach this level of, of, you know, mental freedom. Um, Yeah. It's funny too, because, you know, you can say, I can say that. And, and, and some of the audience members, not my audience, but some audience members would say, oh, he's materialistic. No, I'm, I'm experientialistic. <laughs> if that's you're, you're playing in the 3d. We're here to play, man. Yeah. It's a sandbox. <laughs> it, get it, get yeah. in here and have some fun. Like, like, you know, there are things, there are things here. It's like, somebody would say, oh, well, there's alligators here. Are you going to go swim with them? I'm like, like, why do you got to take everything to the extreme? You know? Oh yeah. And it's, yeah. it's drugs too. It's like, I said, if God didn't want me to do all that cocaine, he wouldn't have put it in front of me, you know? <laughs> Um, but the truth is like, that was the journey. Like I had to go through that to understand exactly. Like, I had to, I had to be addicted to cigarettes. I had to be an alcoholic or, or by definition, whatever. I had to do all those things to understand what it, what it, what it took to overcome them. Yeah. So as I stand here going right now, I understand too, that the, the smoking industry is a huge number one in Canada for taxation. Um, the, the number two is the quitting smoking industry. So I understand, I understand that it's a game. They want you to smoke and they want you to try to quit smoking. Right. Yeah. What they don't tell you is that if you want to quit smoking, just quit smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's the craziest thing in the world. But we believe it's really hard to quit smoking. So guess what? It's really hard to quit smoking. But if you want to quit smoking, don't go to the store and buy them. Problem solved. That's, that's, it's funny because like that's the exact same thing that needs to happen for anything that anyone wants to change. Yes. Everyone's like, I don't know how to change it. But like, just don't do it anymore. That Dane Cook speech. I can't break <laughs> up with him. My CDs are in his truck. You just don't understand. <laughs> like that's one of the greatest speeches of all time. <laughs> you know, and but that's you're 100 percent accurate. Like it's yeah. it's so. And people will say like, no, it's a real addiction. I'm like, man, every single story you tell yourself is your truth. So I'll tell you something. I always i i i told my uh, my husband one day, which I even think it came from Tony Robbins. Until the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same, you'll never change. Isn't that, I want to say that's Bill Cosby. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Debbie. <laughs> but it's yeah. so accurate. It's on point because, and, and that goes like, we talked about relationships at the start. That, that goes for even relationships. Like there comes a point where you're having these conversations that if, if your partner is not willing to change you as an individual, that change falls on you. And that, that's going to be your choice if you're going to do it or not. So anything applies to anything in this world. If you want to change, you have to like, you got to do it. Yeah. And, and the people that don't, it's just because they're comfortable where they are. And the pain of staying the same is not greater than the pain of change yet. It happens though. Like you can't stay still for too long. You know, you can it fight, it and fight it and fight it. That's why you see couples stay together until they absolutely hate each other. I'm friends with all my exes because I'm like, this is not working. I love you to pieces, but we got to go. <laughs> that's a good place to be in yeah I, I, I because i never i never i didn't i one of the things too about me is i'm not a liar so if somebody shoots me a question i'm gonna give them my version of the answer back in the day it was harsh mm -hmm. because that was who i thought i've got to be rough and tough i'm you know i'm a unique individual hyper male blah 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 but now it's like there are very soft ways to say hard truths. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I live. 
you know, I live in that. So when somebody comes to me and you're like, does this dress make me look fat? I'm like, no, the amount of cheeseburgers you eat to make you look fat, you know, the lack of effort you put into something, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it's, it's like, there are so many things and I'm not, it's not like I'm sitting here being all super skinny and being like, you know, I'm, I'm making fat jokes. I'm, I'm actually just stating that, it, you know, we make choices in life. And then people will say things like, no, because it comes down to metabolism and this, that, and the other thing. And here's the absolute fact on that metabolism and how you integrate with the food that you eat, you know, your idea of when you should be eating, your idea of what you should be eating, your idea of the size of the portions that you should be eating, your idea of, of how certain vaccinations affected you as a child are, are, are determined into your size. Um, the simple fact is any single person can monitor what they eat and exercise accordingly to get themselves to a place they want to be. Now, the real rub on that one too is anything that you think you want to be was handed to you through the media. True love and, and true change with regards to yourself comes from the desire to, to, yeah. to, to, to basically to start with loving yourself. And once you love and accept yourself where you are, you start making changes. Some yeah. people be like, I love myself at 300 pounds. I'm going up to four. Let's see how I feel there. You know, but those people, they're not, they're, they're at war with themselves. Yeah. They're, they're just not being honest. Um, yes. With you, themselves. Yeah. You've seen the emotional, the Omega emotional chart, correct? Where different emotions have different vibrations. Um, I mean, I've, I've probably, probably come across it at some point, but it sounds. I, mean, I don't know if you can see. Can it looks like that. Can you see? Uh, it keeps blinking out. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. it's a chart and essentially each emotion has a different vibration that's in it. And it's quite interesting that shame and guilt are on the lowest vibration, like 20 or 30. Like, that's where that, we start. This exactly. is the journey. Yeah. So uh, everyone's like, oh, no, it's my metabolism, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because there's shame and guilt associated with it that is, um, you know, uh, affecting you from making these different changes. Like, you, uh, I'm like, just change your vibrations, man. Yeah. <laughs> change your vibes, bro. Just People are like, what are you down. talking about? You're crazy oh, hippie. No. Like, no, that like, wait, when you awake to it, it's literally that simple. It's simple, but it's not easy to do. It's simple, but it's, it's a lifelong journey. Like, like, yes, it is. Like, here's a, here's a fun, here's a good question for you too. And this relates. When was the last time you were bored? When I was bored. You remember being bored? I remember being bored a while when was the last time i was bored i remember sitting there going fuck i'm bored i'm bored damn it janet what do we do i mean i think i hit a moment of it when we were in covid oh yeah possibly <laughs> but outside of that i have no clue right so and it probably happened before you were 28 because when you had your first dark night was at 28 yeah i haven't one. been bored because boredom is like, I've done everything that the third dimension has told me to do. I've played the video games. I've, I've pulled the goalie. I've done everything I can. You know, like how many times a day can you satiate your needs? Cigarettes, mm, jacking off, mm -hmm. video games, stimulants, all that sort of shit. And you're like, I'm bored. Let's go drinking. I'm bored because I'm waiting around now to go drinking with my friends. See, that's the thing. Maybe that's why I've never, I, I literally can't remember ever being bored because I, I follow like, you know whatever is being sent at me, I'm evaluating it. And if it's resonates, I'm like, yeah, I'm in like yeah. <laughs> being bored's a choice. 
<laughs> I, well, there it is. And and for me, it's like I, you know, I, I come to it from this point. I'm like, I have, I there's there's just not enough time in any given day to get the things done that I want to get done. Uh, and I'm entertained by everything. Yeah, and that's that's so cool. It's such a cool feeling from being, you know, somebody who was bored for a long time. But that's one of those things that goes by the wayside, sort of when you step into this. Another fun thing too, with regards to division and all that sort of stuff, how they've stolen woke. Like oh when God. you're waking up, they hijacked woke. Now, if you're they woke, did hijack it at the start. I was yeah. like, this is awesome. And then I was like, wait, this is not what I thought this was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> they jacked this right out the gate. They took yeah, awakening was... woke. You know, I'm all woke now. I, I'm woke. No, no. Woke is Even... the worst. Oh, totally. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny that you caught on that so quickly, but yeah, they jacked it. Virtue signaling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that again, you said they, them, that's, that's all that is too. That's all virtue signaling. It's like, yeah. I need you to refer to me as they, them. So now I'm playing inside your thing. And, and it's funny because the implication is I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to somebody about you. So now you're, now you're inferring that I'm talking about you and that's virtue signaling. You I mean, must just... refer to me as they, them. I want to say to people, you must refer to me as handsome and intelligent at all times. Or you're offending me. All these divisions and all these arguments, like I don't even want to give that shit energy. Like it's just so it's so sad to watch how how divided people are 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 willingly to go. Looking for a fight. It's but uh, yeah, they're looking for it. I'm like, just stop. Stop, stop feeling like everyone has to have some type of skin in the game like chill <laughs> and if you don't have maybe, that, that, that energy people get mad at you for that too oh i know maybe what I'm do you mean chill. you don't care this affects everyone Different oh that's like that seinfeld episode of wearing that yellow ribbon the best <laughs> i don't want to wear the yellow ribbon what do you mean you don't care about people with the yellow ribbon who no, i just don't want to wear the ribbon <laughs> right Oh, Steinfeld was so ahead of his time. <laughs> One of the best shows, you know. And then people say, "How can you watch Seinfeld? He married a twelve-year-old or something." They're like, "What are you fucking?" You know, that they want to they want to rip on everything. Like, yeah, every single piece of Hollywood is twisted. You know what I think is funny? I think everyone is so it's hilarious that they're so quick to jump on certain conspiracies, but throw all these other ones out. Like MK Ultra is fake, but so and so marrying so and so is just. I'm like, what are you just? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and pick and choose. It's up to you. Right? I'm so like open and curious. I would say I'm very curious that my mind is not on any level. Like I literally try and just remain on the neutral side as much as possible. I don't side on anything because what I know now, I know I will know something different in the future. So why would I pick a side of, any topic when i right know in, i don't know the full story <laughs> right in my bio on instagram any belief that you can't challenge becomes a limiting belief mm -hmm. i like and, that and that is that is impactful for everything for sure um you know and and you know when you talk about being open-minded about that sort of stuff it's there's another adage that, that falls in the line as well with that um, and it's it's we were raised on this stuff and it's it's what screwed us up in the beginning it's like stand for something or fall for everything I'm not, don't tread on me. I'm not going to fall for everything. And then, so you're like, you pick a side. I'm going to go 
with blue. Uh, I'm just cycle back to the division, right? What side yeah. are you on? Like, well, I'm I'm in the middle, so leave me alone. I remember <laughs> when if you if you didn't want to get a vaccine, you were a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Like, how did people say that? Um, because everybody just wanted to slander and make and throw names. Like, I mean, uh, Trudeau even said uh, the uh, the non-vaxxed were are dangerous and should be. What did he say? They they said they're this misogynistic. Racist. Science denying racist. Yeah. I was like, yeah. how is that? Look, the second that came out of his mouth, I thought for sure it would cause a mass awakening. Because how could anyone say a sentence like that and take it seriously? I'm like, that they have zero correlation. He then said, he followed that up with, we need to, something needs to be done about them. Yeah. Should we tolerate them? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yes, you should tolerate them. You're a leader. As a leader, you should be able to lead people of multiple perspectives, not just force them into your rule. But maybe that's the hippie side of me. I'm like, geez, chill out, everyone. <laughs> it really was amazing to watch him become a dictator. Um, you know, you don't think that that's going to happen, right? And then what did he do? It was even more amazing to watch him backtrack out of it. You just moonwalked out of being a dictator. Like, I didn't do any of that shit. Do do look at my hair. It's like fucking. This is politics in Canada. You declared war on the country. Nope, I did I not. Mean, you Bouncy castle, have, motherfucker. You literally just have to laugh at it now and be like, "Oh yeah." But fucking that's what it is. What a movie! This is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of the greatest movie of all time. And how many times have we heard that saying too? The whole world's a stage. You know, it's a hundred percent accurate. Now let's get to something a little bit more existential then since we're our, we've covered the whole world. I mean, you've got a lot of conspiracies in there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are we getting into now? I want to know what you think. And, and I want to know, and we talked about this briefly earlier too. How do you view the reality in which you're partaking right now? Are we on a floating rock shooting through space? Are we in a hollow earth concaved out? Are we in Pavlov's cave? Are we flat? Have you have you put much time or effort into any of this stuff on your journey? Oh, so, okay. I did I did actually die I dived into the eight hour documentary Frank sent me on the flat earth. Eight and hours. it was an eight hour documentary about the firmament. That man's a little bit out of control. Here, watch this eight hour documentary real quick. Hey, calm down, Frank. <laughs> it was Frank, if you're listening to this, a huge shout out to you, brother. You are yeah. hilarious and aces all across the board. Yeah, you keep us uh you keep us on our toes. That's right. Eight <laughs> um, hours, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why not? Right? Because yeah. I'm a curious person. I want to know what this argument is. I want to know what people are thinking and their perspectives. Because I I believe I don't know a fraction of anything. So why not look into it? I'm not going to just close my eyes and be like, doesn't exist. La, 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 la. So I dived into it. I, I'm like, they do have some great questions, but I do not believe the earth is flat. Um, I, to be honest, I am so neutral. I don't know what we are because I've also have, uh, heard some metaphysical things that we're in a simulation, different timelines, things that are going on energetically, but I do believe in, um, galaxies, space, aliens. Um, you know, outer world stuff in the Hubble then, telescope. Yeah, and then the the thing that makes me question, like I I don't have a rule on anything. So, do I believe Earth is flat? 
I don't, but if tomorrow they came out with an announcement and be like, surprise, these drawings from Mexico with the firmament is actually real. I'd be like, ah, that's cool. Like, I'm not going to have my mind blown because I'm at a point in my life where anything's possible. It's too late for you to have your mind blown for sure. Yeah, right? So, but I would, I, what I question and I wonder, and I wonder often, is Earth larger than what we know it as? The, the only reasons why I think that is I, I question why we can't go into Antarctica. Why can't anyone explore it freely? Why are we only allowed to, you know, do the cruise ship landing? I'm going. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna go explore. They're gonna shoot you. It's not gonna be like, I'm not going in a rowboat. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, we're going. It's, it's probably gonna be, I don't know, probably two, two and a half million dollars to do this. Um, but there's gonna be a bunch of us who are interested and who are involved and who are getting on the boat. Um, everyone's gonna pitch, we're gonna charter, and we're gonna go to, I mean, as, I think that's awesome. As best we can figure, we're gonna go to a spot that isn't militarized. Uh, and we're going to be equipped. We're but they say, they say they say it's it's equipped all the way around. Obviously, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole like too deep. But if it, I, if it circles the Earth the way they say it does, there's no possible way it's it's a, it's monitor all the way around. And if it is, great. And if I die on the journey because I'm going to keep going, well, then that's the way it goes. But I also don't believe in death the way that most people do. I don't think that. Right. That's, I, yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't. I don't agree in death as most people do either um but i i do wonder if earth is larger and this whole you know finite amount of land blah 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 and we're expanding and we need to you know not have as many people i wonder maybe it's because we have land and this is just some type of social experiment because there are things that i've seen that you know someone's made it through the ice and they had conversations with people but you know, that's also the, the fantasy side. I'm just like, oh, that'd be so cool. Like, obviously, I don't hold anything as truth because I didn't experience it, but I always hold a room for possibility. That's the fun thing. Are you referring to Captain Jack or... Something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it was like four or five books or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember coming across that. I think I might have even bought the books. I'm not sure. I've got a great collection of, of literature. Yeah. I mean, I love books. Like, love them. I started, you know, in the business world, which is a personal development, but the personal development and spiritual realms are so closely tied together. Personal development, business development. It's the, it's the initial stepping stone. Yeah. Right. Before you did anything, you picked up, like you said, Kiyosaki. Exactly. And that changed everything you knew about business. That changed the trajectory of my life right there. Yeah. And it's an amazing book, right? So for me, the very first book for me that did that was uh, The Four Agreements. Oh, yes. Right. And then that led to, sorry, I take that back. That was the second one. The first one was also business. It was Jim Rohn, The Art of Exceptional Living. Oh, Jim Rohn's an amazing author. Yeah. So Jim Rohn is like, Jim Rohn is like, don't, don't be upset about your bills. Be Mm -hmm. thankful that somebody trusted you enough to give you the credit in the first place that you can have the bills and better your life from them. Yeah, exactly. Small little nuggets like that. I'm like, wow, if I just applied that knowledge, I wouldn't be such a bum. You know, the uh, I was raised uh, practically atheist. Like, n- there is no religion in my family. So, a book that actually had me thinking, and I read 
in my business world was outwitting the devil. One of the greatest books ever written. That was, it was, it's an amazing book and I read it all the time and I always see something different in it. Outwitting the devil at one point. So outwitting the devil is a conversation with the devil. Mm -hmm. And in the story of where we are, there is um, the elite and the elites every so often have to tell you what's going on. They don't fabricate. They don't expunge. They answer your questions directly as asked. Um, there are a few tellings of this. Um, and one of the websites that was up, uh, Hell Your Rods or whatever, it's, it's not been paid for. So it's like almost on the cusp of being pulled down. And I want to pull the information off it because that's another conversation with the elite. Mm. Much like Outwitting the <clears throat> Devil. And Outwitting the Devil talks about if I wanted to if I wanted to dumb down society, I'd make them smoke cigarettes. I'd get them young. I'd do this. I'd do that. If I could trick you into sucking death into your lungs, you know, what else can I do to you? And that, so that was a huge factor in my quitting smoking was outwitting the devil. And nice. that, you know, because I read that and it wasn't a quit smoking book by any means, but it was like oh. that one line. That yeah. was like, <laughs> it was like, I'm going to, well I'm, played. <laughs> I'm going to screw all of you up because you're too weak. You're too fucking pathetic mm -hmm. to not smoke cigarettes. And I was a pack a day smoker for 15, 20 years. Oh God. And I'm like, true. I'm a little bitch. And every time I buy those cigarettes, they're like, ha ha, fuck you. And I'm like, oh, welcome back, bitch. Why? <laughs> Why do I do this to me? To anyone that's watching, we don't use the video for this. That was just me puffing on a cigarette, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Apparently in a Mexican accent too. I hope it I don't offend anybody. You know what? I feel like I should slap this just for the things that we've said. So disclaimer. If you're going to soundbite any of this podcast, you must soundbite it in its entirety for consistency and context. There. Now nobody can just take a piece and be like, look, this guy's being a racist prick. Oh my God. Like that's the world we live in. They take sound bites and they twist it. It drives me nuts. But again, it's the journey we're learning. Oh, and I'm having fun with it. I mean, you know, I've been canceled a thousand times. I've been shadow banned. I've been beat up. I've been, I've been name called. I've been, I've been everything out of the sun that they can throw at me has been thrown at me. And I sit here on the other side of it all going, I'm not innocent in, in, in like 100% of it, but I certainly took on my share of abuse simply mm -hmm. because I, I kept talking and because I was forever a voice. Well, when did having your own opinion become like negative? How dare you? How dare yeah. How dare you think dare and have a different you. opinion? I think people having different opinions is beautiful. It is the most beautiful thing in this world. And I think that's what, you know, we should embrace because that's how everyone grows. If we were all the same and we we're a bunch of separate wives, robots, and what type of life is that? That makes zero sense to me. There's zero purpose to living if we're all the same think the same, do the same. It makes no sense. We are literally everywhere, but I'm glad I, I'm glad you brought up that. I want to get, I want to jump. I mean, can I do Stepford Wives? <laughs> I'm going to get the clock. I'm like, ah, we'll get to that Manchurian candidate business later. I mean, you'll definitely be back on the show. We'll have some more fun with that. But, um, so the earth realm, you know, when I, I, I love talking about this and the idea, like you brought up something cool, which is like, is it bigger? And one of the things that fascinates me more than anything ever is because 
everything that's in your face, actively in your face, but you can't see it. Like remember the magic eye in the mall back in the day? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a sailboat when you had to like cross your eyes to see it. Yeah. You change your physical perspective of this and you, and you see it. Other things too, like a uh, green needle. You know, remember that, you know, that thing where, where your mind will read what you're focusing on. It was like green needle and the other one was the thing. It was just like what it was saying. Oh yeah. So I look at this and, and all of us, every single one of us under the sun, under the moon gets to stare up at the moon and none of us know what the fuck it is. Oh, you're going there. Yeah, I, of course. Right. Because so when you say, I have no opinion on it, actually, <laughs> you don't need to have an opinion on it, but it okay. exists. And we look at it every night. What are we supposed to do? Oh, it's a planet. It's a piece of earth that broke off in the magma era. and Right. And... I have a friend that uh, regularly tells me that the, the moon is a satellite. It's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be literally in this world. It could be whatever you want it to be like, come on. <laughs> well, the moon and the sun are the same size and they're local to earth. So, I mean, there's no, like you can look at enough photos to know that, that the sun is, you can, you can look at the sun on a cloudy day and you can see its refraction through the clouds. And you can tell, you could literally, a, a, math, a math magician could do the math. They could triangulate where the sun is and how high it is above the planet. And that's kind of cool. And when you also see the sun inside the clouds, illuminating the clouds, and the moon, for example, if the moon was as far away as they say it is, right, and it was lighting the night sky, it would light the night sky, not just the clouds nearby. So the moon is also self-luminescent. So uh, like sunlight is hot and shade is cooler, but the reverse is observable. You can take uh, a sensitive thermostat, thermometer, <laughs> hello, my brain, <laughs> and in the moonlight is cooler than in the shade, the shade of the moonlight. So it's the reverse of the sun. So moonlight is cooler than the sun, than the shade, sorry, the shade that the moonlight casts. I'm like, of course the moon would be... <laughs> Yeah, cooler the moon the is cooler than the sun. God damn it. <laughs> Pay attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> What's he on about now, this fucking... Why did I sign up for this fucking show? What's going on here? Check, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done here. I lost his goddamn mind. Um, so, so it's it's self-luminescent. They are the same size. Then people talk about, well, what are... you know? They they ask you aggressively, well, what do you think an eclipse is? Yeah, it's the shadow of the earth between the... Right? And then you're like... How am I supposed to pay attention to this stuff? Because I find great curiosity in in open visuals. So, what do you Ooh. think it is? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I photograph it because I love photography. So I've got I've got some really good lenses. Uh, I photograph it, and when it's a hangnail moon, I look at it, and it almost looks like it's it's the inside of a tube, like it's leading out. Right. I here's the thing. My brain is a massive dot connector, and there's a million stories about what's going on. And there's a million stories about the man in the moon, um, the earth being reflected down. I, the lyrics and music, a lot of it talk about the, the reflection on the face of the moon. Um, I almost did a, like a whole episode on, on music, but it's like everything, every ounce of music that we've ever listened to from kids on has been telling us a message. That's kind of crazy too. Not about the moon, but about absolutely everything. Um, like remember Silverchair? Yeah, I love Silverchair. <laughs> right? So go, when we're done here, go put the video on for Freak by Silverchair. Yeah. 
and it's just all about the it's all about <laughs> the adrenochrome and and, and hollywood and, and how they just drain the kids and and take and take and take is that why silver chair is no more <laughs> well see the other thing too if you look They're at like, silver chair now alert <laughs> if you look at silver chair now he's he's um i don't know he's very effeminate the lead singer um and and it's interesting to know you know there's that there's that thing too i know i've i've drifted off the moon thing but i'm going to follow this trend the uh the the this this whole tranny thing that we're dealing with right now like it, you know what's crazy is if you if you write the word tranny into facebook and hit enter like if, like on a post or like you know oh i'm off to get my tranny fix you know like transmission yeah it will say the algorithm on facebook will say are you sure you want to post this this is known as a derogatory or offensive slang in previous posts. You can't even post tranny without Facebook warning you beforehand that the word is offensive. I mean, they flag a lot of words. <laughs> she says with a huge grin on her face, I'm like, what have you punched into Facebook? You mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so, so the long time ago, Three, four years ago now there was a transvestigation there was this guy on youtube that was like look at all these guys these are all trannies on all these celebrities and and now we've got you know the the transgender agenda going on right now where you know everyone's to be accepted for everything and honestly as a person as a cis male blah, 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 i don't care what you do like why ram this crap down my throat like i don't care just go do well, whatever that's my you question do. i don't i don't care how people live their lives at all but i'm i don't know i I don't understand why there's this, I don't know, like aggression towards it's, it. It's, it's very aggressive. And I, I don't know. I don't enjoy the world of aggression. I'm like, if you want to do what you want to do, I don't care. Like, yeah, go ahead. By all means, just like a cow. If you want, I don't care. Please, please have at it. It doesn't affect me. <laughs> why you have to involve the kids. I don't know. Uh, and that I have a problem with, obviously. But anyway, so back to the thing, the, the, this transgender agenda, the implication is that every single person in Hollywood is, is not every single, but like 90% of Hollywood is, is transgender or a reverse sex. And then you go down that rabbit hole and it's like, well, they were in vitro transsexed or whatever it is. And people are talking about how they had it done in the womb and this and the other thing. You look at all this sort of stuff and like bottom line, and I've had this conversation before, like you had mentioned before, you're like, I don't know if I can say certain things on, on the, uh, you know, on the show. I, I don't know what my clients will think of me. I'm like, Hey, the more you stick to your truths, the more, you know, the, the better it is for everybody. I mean, That's, I think we covered everything. I was just like, ah, I this don't is, know. This is one of those things though. This is one of those things that, that could, you know, get people upset with me, but it can't because it's merely an observation. I think there is a populace here. Like you said, is there more earth? I think there are more people here than we know. And what I mean by that is I think humans aren't the top of the food chain. I think that there is another species here that is all of the elites, the celebrities, the politicians, anyone that's in a position of power or top you dog. Into or the reptilian stuff? I don't I don't know if I want to say reptilian. I mean, but reptilian is 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 alluded, alluded to in everything. It is. Right. But I think that I think that there's I just think that there's another species here. So I don't think that they're trannies. I think that they are another species of human type thing. And people are like, well, you're crazy. I'm like, well, even back in the day, they say things. There was, there was Cro-Magnus, there was Cro-Minimum, whatever. There was like uh, Homo sapien. There were a multitude of species in the caveman story. 
we all know that the caveman story was fake too, because you know, evolution and all we evolved from fish. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about that for sure. So, you know, what the hell was I talking about? Oh yeah. So I think that there's another species here and I think that they're trying to make us more like them and they're trying to make them more acceptable to us so that we won't notice or care when we start seeing them, which is quote unquote, the alien invasion that everyone's going to see soon. Interesting. And, and the more you go down that rabbit hole, you're like, Oh, okay. So project blue beam. Oh, okay. So, so wait a minute. So they're going to project this stuff, right? Like think about the conspiracy theories now, right? Everyone's like, Oh, they're going to announce aliens. Aliens are everywhere. Conspiracy theories. Aliens are everywhere. And then the, the CIA is like, yeah, there's aliens. And and all the conspiracy theories. No, no, that's not, that's not it. You're not, you're not doing it right. So, you know, the normie, the normies like aliens exist and the conspiracy theories like, no, no, this is bullshit. That's hilarious. Right now back to you, back to the, the, the moon. I'll figure out what the moon is. I'll get back to you on that. Uh, once I, once I've got it, I'll, you'll be the oh, first I, next act. The, 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 the moon though, I have a question. Like if it is, like my friend says um, that it's a satellite and whatnot, and it's not real. Then why do women's cycles link up to it when they're not being altered by drugs like birth control and all that? Maybe that's a story. Right? I don't know. Why do women's cycles cycle up when they hang out with each other? Because it's all with the fucking moon. Is it? <laughs> it is. We don't if it's not moon. altered, like... The, the normal cycle is with the actual moon every 28 days. And if we get into the whole entire calendar of 13 months, not 12, like. And April 1st being the actual true birth and yeah. generation of a day. You take that day out of the calendar. You've got 364 days, it, which divides whole, equally into 13 months at 28 days a month. This whole entire conversation in my mind just proves that we know nothing about anything in this world and we're just here to have fun and learn and discuss. Like if anyone's pissed off at this conversation that we're having, I don't think either of us have taken like any hundred percent stance on anything. We're just talking and having an open conversation. Like how dare us? Yeah. How rude. How, how dare us challenge our brain to think about something that is not considered normal. It's like, dangerous. What you're doing is dangerous. <laughs> I, it's, <laughs> In my mind, it's freaking exciting because what if what we're talking about is actually proven on some level of something? I don't know. I don't know. Here's another thing too. The ethos of what you know and what I know are very similar, yet you and I have never spoken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that it's that that two of us can be on such a same page on so many things. It's like two things. It's like it's nice. It's nice to know you exist. Energy. Especially when I was as far out there as I've been for so long, you know, it's 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 rare that somebody out that, that you know it's like I'm so far out in the left field, and I'm like, oh, hey, there's. Yeah, I can tell you've been down a bunch of rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, but how neat is it for me and you? Like I've never talked to you that I can I can I go all the way out in the field, I'm a million miles away from society, and there you are. Hey, hello. Like hello, we see same things. We have similarities. It it you know, and that's the thing. You know, anyone can see anything. And so now to take on to that, you know, we can talk about multiverse. And that's one of the things that I firmly believe exists, the multiverse. And the multiverse is in this 
sandbox, your entire experience exists. Therefore, you are one universe unto yourself. Mm-hmm. And in that universe, I exist as well. Mm-hmm. I and my entirety of my story, my entirety of my story is one universe. Mm-hmm. It's how the multiverse works. All of us are witnessing roughly the same layout, mm-hmm. but we're all having an entirely unique experience. Exactly. In one universe. Yeah. I think I think that's amazing. Now I love it. One of the one of the biggest things for me that you know that that was a globe earth debunk thing is well two of them is is uh, time zones work well in North America but look insane in the rest of the world if you look at a map with time zones how is a, a town in northern Moscow Russia in the same time zone as a town in Tasmania Australia. <laughs> in the same time zone like how is it the same time of day and you know other things too like the spinning ball earth the sun is 93 million miles away the heat travels all the way to earth but a tiny wisp of a cloud gets between you and the sun and the temperature drops by 20 degrees especially if you're wet coming out of the lake terrifying goddamn also, how does it travel to 93 million miles and hits the equator and it's hot? Oh, it's hot at the equator, I tell you what. But the extra feet, 93 million miles, but, it, but from the equator to Antarctica, it loses all its power. We got nothing. We got nothing on the poles. Can't do it. Can't figure it out. We got nothing. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me, too. Also, if the Earth is spinning on its axis and blah, blah, okay, the axis as well. The axis is a funny one because the axis implies that there's an up and down in space. So the Earth is spinning on its axis, which also happens to be the polar opposite of 666 degrees or 66.6 degrees, which is a peculiarity <laughs> as well. And the people at the equator aren't like holding onto the trees as the Earth is spinning, right? But the people like that are living in Anchorage, Alaska or whatever, they're like, they're only going around like just like this. But like the people at the equator are going like this, just whipping around. <laughs> but nobody pays any attention. Like, oh, it's all the same thing. We don't really know. I, I'm not, I'm not going to put too much thought. If gravity works the same equally over the giant ball, um, no matter how it's spinning violently at the center, but just inching around piece by piece at the top. Like picture, a, remember those, things that tried to kill us as kids the in the playground the giant metal discs that you could like hang on to at the oh end. yeah my brother chopped his chin open on that oh, all <laughs> of us lost a limb a leg a, a sibling for that yep, thing. exactly yeah that was where warriors were made <laughs> right but if you stood in the middle of that you could you could withstand all of it so that's yeah. the same implication of the earth you stand on the edge you're fucked so if you stand at the fattest part of the earth the equator how the hell are you standing up but if you're in the center, you're like, I don't notice. How anything. did you make this connection from the multiverse? Well, this is this is multiple trains of thought. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so, the the well, the multiverse, the multiverse is fantastic, right? Because the multiverse is all creative. So any layer can come down. Any layer of the multiverse can come down. Now, on top of that, on top of that multiverse, you have um, the idea that every decision you make is also made by somebody else. So, the ultimate experience of you experiencing yourself through all different variations, and every time you make a choice there's another split off, another fraction. Uh, that's a possibility. That's like the book we used to read as kids. Choose your own adventure. 
He yeah. went into the cave. It is over. Don't go back. Start all over again. Damn it. How do I end this thing properly? Those books were fantastic. <laughs> um, the other one too with the with the Earth is is like we're we're led to believe that the the space is a vacuum. It's a cold, dead vacuum of space. Right? Propulsion in space is simple. Sorry, the propulsion on the Earth is simple. A boat pushes off the water. A car pushes off the road. An airplane pushes off the friction of the air. Right? But in space, it is a vacuum. A cold, desolate vacuum of space. We need some aliens on the podcast to tell us what the answers are. Rocket propulsion does not work. In space. On top of that, let me go deeper. In what scientific experiment can the atmosphere that we all love to breathe in and experience meet the utter vacuum of space and be okay with it? The firmament. The firmament. Somebody please. <laughs> As above, so below. Uh, so people are like, well, where do you, so, so now the angry question I get is, well, where do you think we live? And as best I can figure it personally, we're in the community. This is all programmed. Can it um, not be a simulation on a planet? A hundred percent it can. Right. It can also be the Truman show. It could also be a giant computer. Yeah. Well, they're talking about hypercomputing and it could be anything. if you take down an atom, well, that okay. Wait, we we need to get into if we're, if we're going to the giant computer thing, then you need to go into the Mandela effect. Oh, please! Uh, <laughs> as you were, I love the Mandela effect. What do you want? I I'm obsessed with the Mandela effect. Like it is unreal. So there's another one that happened recently. Actually, in this change, a lot of things are changing uh, energetically, and the Schumann resonance and all that shit are are glitching things out. So. The most recent one uh, I heard, you remember Bob Barker? Yeah. When did he die? Yeah, see, that was the, when you mentioned that the other day, I was like, he did die. Like, he I'm died. thinking like five, 10 years ago. Ten, at least 10 years ago, because my brother was obsessed with that guy. Like, obsessed. He watched, like, The Price is Right. He loved his name. He'd be like, blah, 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 Bob Barker. Like, was obsessed. And I remember to this day, my brother be like, man, Bob Barker died. That guy was amazing. But no. Freaking glitch in the Matrix. Dude's alive and he's 99. Bob Barker's 99 years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was dead for sure. He was totally dead. <laughs> I still think the craziest one is the Publishers Clearinghouse. And oh, you guys tell me that one. Well, do you remember Publishers Clearinghouse? Yeah. Remember what it was? Like, is that where they did all the money? Yeah. Yeah. So somebody went to your door with a giant check. Yeah, I remember that. Right. And now that never happened. Publisher's Clearinghouse never happened? Um, Publisher's Clearinghouse, I believe, was a thing. But why am I drawing a blank on this guy's name? They totally went and, and gave out money. There was balloons. There was shit blowing in the air. Like Yeah. And Ed McMahon was handing Ed out Ed McMahon. Checks. Exactly. And that never happened. No, that's stupid. That never happened. 
Curious There's no George. proof of that anywhere. No. Curious right, George had a tail. Curious George had a tail. Yeah. I mean, that might have. I don't. I don't. I, I wasn't. You know, too keen on that one. I don't know too well. No. What about no. what about uh, what was Tom Cruise wearing in Risky Business in his famous scene where he's dancing in the living room? He was technically wearing a, a dress shirt. He was wearing underwear and sunglasses. But what color? What color? I don't know. White undies, white shirt, black sunglasses. What? Say that again, slower. White undies, white shirt, black sunglasses. Close. He was wearing a white shirt, I believe, black underwear, black socks or white socks or whatever. Socks doesn't matter. Um, and sunglasses. Socks is how he slid into the view. He slid he across. Slid into, exactly. Yeah. I, I he had in the in the new Matrix version is no sunglasses and he's wearing a red shirt. There's no, no red shirt. No. I remember the Halloween costume. <laughs> he had sunglasses on as well. Yeah, he did have sunglasses on. Like that was an iconic part. The one that the one that really gets me too. I mean, I mean they all get me. They like 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 North America. South America is no longer below North America, and that's crazy. And like, it's, it's now below and to the right, like far off to the right, like the Suez Canal or, or whatever, the Panama Canal runs north and south. Oh God. It, it used to run east and west. It now runs north and south. Like New Zealand, in your mind, can you picture where New Zealand is with regards to Australia? Yeah. Where is it? Oh God. So this is Australia. Yeah. Where is New Zealand in, in, in relation to Australia? If you're looking at Australia on the map, where's New Zealand? West? Is it the west side? Is top right, bottom right, top left, bottom left? Uh, top, top right. Top, no, top left. Top right. No, if you're no. looking at it on a map, it would, I think you're doing the right thing. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, I need a map. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so here's the thing. The land down under, right? The land down under. Now, New Zealand is now located bottom right of australia what new zealand okay, is this. below australia it's what's below the, the land down under what's that? the capital of australia auckland sydney what sydney sydney, sydney australia yeah but yeah. now it's Canterbury or whatever the fuck it is i'm like no in school we learned sydney australia but, but it's, now it's Canterbury. It's Canterbury, whatever the, the it's a C name. I'm like, well, this is like I would love to have a list of uh, Mandela effect stuff and just do it. Like it's mind blowing when you go down that. I had a Mandela like, debunker on the show a long time ago. And yeah, it was kind of funny. I mean, like it, you, it doesn't make sense if, if a massive amount of people remember the exact same thing. It's it's impossible for it not to exist. Well, so here's the thing on that note, you have to, you have to then question what we believe humanity to be. Well, I know what we are. You do? We're energetic beings. Are we one? We are one. Yeah. We are all one. So currently. This wireless subdivision doesn't make any fucking sense to me. (laughs) I know it's more division. hundred percent. But yeah. We're one. The collective consciousness. Now, back to alternate realities. There are people who remember things differently. Right? There was a time in my reality where you could go to the torch of the Liberty, the Statue of Liberty. But that doesn't exist here. That's moved. 
well, the Statue of Liberty is no longer on Liberty Island. I don't know. I get that. Not on Liberty Island. Yeah, I know. That's part of the Mandela effect, too. Um, But yeah, you can no longer go into the, into the, um, the torch. But from my reality, you could. You could travel up into the torch. I don't remember anything about that, but I never went to New York, really. <clears throat> so that's the thing. There are there are people that are having um, they're having different memories of it, which means this is like a collision of certain universes. Like in other words, they're saying that the multiverse is collapsing down into one, that and that's where the Mandela cool. effect is, is stemming from. Our reality is showing different things. One that blew me away the other day, I was watching and I just caught it. Uh, do you remember the show um, In Living Color? Yes. You may have been too young for that. You're only four. I didn't watch it a lot, but I, I do remember it. So Keenan Ivory Wayans yeah. was, the, was the main runner of, of that show. And his name was spelled K-E-E-N-A-N. And now I've got, I'm watching like a rerun of it. And and the, the the credits come up. It's K E E N E N. I'm like that doesn't even look right. Right. That's same with Bernstein and Bernstein Bears. Yeah, and Leonard Skinner for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean um, it's all these subtle differences. I'm like, it's just so cool. Like I think that's where I get so excited because I live in the world of possibility. Like what if? Could you spell Leonard Skinner? Do you remember Leonard Skinner from back in the day? I remember. I couldn't, I couldn't even I couldn't even spell it back in the day. Like let's be honest. L Y N N A R D S K Y N N A R D. I mean, that sounds that sounds familiar. Right, but it's never been that. Even my old records, it's L Y N N Y R D. Leonard. No, there's only one. Two Y's. What? It's always been two Y's. And of course, Britney Spears' skirt, which is like the most recent one. That thing blows me away too. Yes. You know that one though, right? I do. Yeah. So, to anyone listening right now, we're not going to say anything quickly. But picture Britney Spears in the Hit Me Baby One More Time video. What is she wearing? Cool. Now go look at that video and have your mind blown that she's not wearing that at all. And that's a Mandela effect that I can't even say because I haven't even told you guys what it is. So I'm not even putting it in your mind that this might be the thing. I'm saying picture it in your mind and then go look at it. Yeah, and if it blows your mind, welcome to the Mandela effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the hell, Britney? What the hell? Because that's, that is actually a great example because she was such a pop icon to a lot of people in a recent time where it was such an iconic thing. They made Halloween costumes out of that exact same outfit. And now it's different. The other one too is her in the red suit where she's got the microphone and she's doing the singing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now in this timeline, she's never had that microphone. What? Yeah. That never I did not existed. hear that part. No, the microphone was totally there. It never existed. That's ridiculous. In your in your mind's eye, you can picture it. This this totally. little, this little microphone, this little dumb microphone on her face. Nope, <laughs> it never existed. Oh, there's one that's going on right now too that is easily debunked, and I always laugh when I see it. It's um, um, Billy Jean. Yeah. Is that what it was? Um, Michael Jackson. Yeah, it was a Michael Jackson song. I can't remember how it goes, but they're like, it says this instead of this. But the truth is, if you go earlier in the song, he says it the way we remember it. Oh, yeah. Same with like E.T. So like E.T. phone home is the famous line, right? Yeah. But now it's E.T. home phone 
no that makes no freaking sense like doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> matrix is glitching and it's hilarious <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know who was debunking it or what what the debunk was but mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all that one hurt my soul when that one changed as well oh my god i did not what did it change to now it's magic mirror on the wall no yeah that's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense I don't, no. I don't know like why they, why, why they got to do that. I don't know. They're messing with our childhood. So we wake up. <laughs> well, it just makes you, if all of these things are true and factual, then the one common denominator is your brain, which means your brain can't be what you think it is hmm. because they're changing memories. They're changing memories. They're, they're, well, your brain is a powerful piece and people don't even acknowledge how powerful it is. Like you can literally change anything you want in your life. True. Well, here's the other thing too. You go further down that rabbit hole. Everything that your life is, was created by your perception. Yeah. So everything that you have is a result of all the effort that you put in on all the information that you have. And all the information that you have is wrong. Which is oh. why not having information and everyone being a stupid friggin' uh, what a robot person with one linear thinking is no good for anyone. <laughs> Another, another drop, another one more Mandela effect, two more. Do you remember as a kid, kidney punching people? Yeah. Right. It was hilarious. I remember seeing it. I didn't partake in it. At least I don't remember. So if I did, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. If I punched you in the kidneys, I apologize. (laughs) Do you, do you remember where people would hit and yell kidney punch? Like on your right side, is it? Like lower back, right? Oh, backside? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. kidney, like you whack somebody in the back, the lower back. Anyway, your kidneys are now up below your rib cage. They're no longer in your lower back. Yeah, because the universe is like, stop fucking with them. Yeah. They've never been in your lower back. Your heart isn't in the same place. Your heart is no longer to the left side of your lapel. No. Where is it now? It's in the dead center of your chest. I would actually have to. Is it? I need a medical doctor to show me an x-ray. <laughs> Don't you remember covering the left side of your chest? Yeah. Your heart? Like you take your hat off and you cover your heart. Yeah. Which is, well, you can't see me right here. <laughs> so it's supposed to be in the center of your heart right now, like the center of your chest. You're, you're, yeah, you can. Directly in the rib cage. How does that make sense? Because if you do CPR, it's going to crack into your heart. Well, that's CPR now. That's your heart. Your heart's right in the middle of your body. So even your body is Mandela affected. That, that's. Interesting. The inner organs. Um, another thing too is your skull. Your skull used to have opens, open like your eye sockets used to fade away into nothingness. Now there's bone in behind your eye. So a skull now doesn't have holes in the eyes. It it just it's really yeah, you know, there's bone in there. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> gross. Your fucking skull's gross. <laughs> I mean, anything's possible, so I'm not ruling anything out. Now the Mandela effect is a is a road you can go down and get lost on for sure. But it's an exciting one, I think, because it's not like scary like some some thing you know rabbit holes you go down can be. I think it's a, a fun, exciting one, and it really opens you up to like the possibility of thinking what else is possible out there. Yeah, I agree with that. The idea that 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 what we believe to be what we believe to be is just a whimsy, and I yeah. know. From what I understand, I know that I woke up this morning 
but I don't know where I was before this morning. Right. And the story that I was programmed with waking up this morning is all I know. Your, your, I mean, your history, your mind, your reset, everything that's inside your mind is a different, is a different thing. Right. Yeah. We don't know. We, all the memories that we have are memories and all the things that we could be afraid of or love in the future are projections. They're imagination. Oh and yeah. Literally everything. That's, is why you, that's why every spiritual thing starts with finding your center in now and being present because you know, the past is fucking whatever. And the future doesn't exist. Like you're ruining right now by being in either of those two realms. 100%. That opens up the can of worms to astral projection. Which is supposed to be demonic. How dare you leave your body? I mean, everyone has. So I, I tend to leave the opinions of religion to people that I know that, that have experience with religion and spirituality. And so far, everyone that I've met that has had deep ties with religion and their spiritual end up staying more on the spiritual side than the religious side because there's a lot of uh, fear instilled in religion like if you don't do xyz you can't go to heaven like well that's another construct that you're kind of being sold <laughs> based on fear which is a low vibrational energy and blah 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 like no thanks well the devil didn't exist and hell didn't exist in the in the old testament in the old testament it does in the new testament so like the jewish people don't believe in hell but christians do so it's just another control mechanism Right now, down further rabbit holes, you know, you talk about hell, you talk about Satan and Lucifer. Lucifer in Christianity was um, this fallen angel, but when he was in heaven, he was the head of orchestra. He was the head of the, the heavenly band, mm. which is why Lucifer is in all the music. The devil's in all the music. Uh, but Satan, um, Satan, the story behind Satan is she is uh, a creator a dueling rival creator, much like God. So God exists as a creator and Satan exists as a creator. Um, and it's mother Satan who is running absolutely everything right now. And she's the great yada, yada, yada. Uh, and you see her in uh, the Saturn black cube. You see, you see her representation in everything that is Saturn. <clears throat> and that's kind of a cool thing. Like we don't even realize how many, how many logos have a, a swoosh or a whirl, a swirl around it. Like the Nike swoosh. Mm -hmm. These are all, these are all Satan worshiping, quote unquote, Satan worshiping, but Satan worshiping Christianity wise is a statement that is, uh, you're going against God. Uh, God created Satan, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is God created Lucifer. No, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Ball from Balenciaga. All of these guys are they're, they're, they're different characters. Crowley, the king of hell, they're all different characters. But we all think that they at one point they were all like the same name for the same thing. So even the stuff that we throw our worship behind or our thoughts behind, you know, bowing to false idols, all that sort of stuff, you can, you can, I mean, religion to me was one of those things where I also grew up atheist. So I, I studied all of them for years because I was fascinated with it. Now, the best thing I can figure is I'm omniist, om, uh, Omniist or whatever, where I don't believe in any one religion, but I believe there's truths in all of them. Mm. Um, and I like, I like the story. I'm interested. I'm fascinated by the story of Satan being another creator. Um, and a, and a, and a, a conscious 
creator being like, you know, this is God's world and Satan's like, hey, I can mess with your people. All I have to do is this, that, and the other thing. And it's true. If the, if you want to believe with that story, um, I like that story. And I do believe it's true as well because I firmly believed in all the good Satan stuff, like everything you see on TV, like all the the, the flashy logos and, and you know, like you everything materialistic, right? All of that mm-hmm. stuff was was basically Satanism. But what happens when you attain all of it? When when you take in everything Satan has to offer, wait. You're like, what else is left? Yeah, you're like, well, now <laughs> now all I can do is go to God. And the cool thing about that is is I mean, this isn't a religious statement, but it's it's a it's a to me it's a standard observation. And every single thing that I was doing back then was to fill a void. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't even really fully know it. Mm-hmm. And then when you fill that void, when you, when you sort of, when you, when you do it to death, when you do everything to death and you can't fill the void, then you're left with unloading everything that you tried to fill the void with. And that's where people come to quote unquote, come to God. Right? Well, that's also the, the world of experiencing duality, right? That's the religion. People can't talk about duality. <laughs> well, we are. Yeah. <laughs> happening right now you religious folk you literally have there i do believe that there is um like i i believe in the duality for experiences like we are here for a reason to experience things and we cannot experience pure joy unless we experience the opposite of that which is whatever like beavis and butthead famously said once when i was a kid and it always stuck with me and it never left me you gotta have stuff that sucks to have stuff yeah. that's cool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hello, Beavis. It's Hello. true. Like, that's the thing. It's not saying something is right or wrong. It's just an experience. Yes. And you make it right or wrong. Yeah. Well, that goes back to labeling. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I've said that too. It's like, you know, Right or wrong is, is an experience. And when you realize there is no right or wrong, there's just what you know you need to do. Mm-hmm. And when you're free of all, you can never be free of all influence, but when you're free, when you're clear minded, clearer minded from eating better, from being more active, from not drinking and doing drugs, from not associating with negative people, um, mm-hmm. you get to see certain things. And this so is you're operating of- from a state of neutrality. Well, you're operating from a, a higher state, I think, mm-hmm. not necessarily a state of neutrality. Well, you're, like, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I, you, I you're offering, that. you're operating, operating from a, a much more positive side. But to me, I think neutrality is a higher, higher side because you're I mean, not you're picking. Sure. Yeah, you're not picking, you know, left or right, right or wrong. You know, there's, there's a, there's an argument that can be made too that it's, it's higher than positive and higher than negative. Because if you're positive towards something, even though it's like a good feeling, you know, mm-hmm. you could be misguided. Yeah. And, and a lot of people say neutral is just like indifference or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's, but it's not. It, it's, it's, yeah. It's not that I'm indifferent because I have opinions of everything. Yeah. But I'm not tied to the outcome. Exactly. Anything is possible. 100%. It drives me nuts when people are so steadfast on a certain opinion. I'm like, great. You know, if it changes in the next 50 years, you're going to have your mind blown and it's going to shatter some shit. But when you operate from a state of anything is possible, 
you're, nothing's going to phase you. You're not yeah. going to have those moments of what the fuck anymore. That's a, that's a nice piece of control too, for you, for, for, for anyone that's just over it, you know, over all of it. Like I'm, I love my life more now than I ever have in my entire life. Ditto. And I also have less skin in the game everywhere mm-hmm. and everything's a lot more comfortable. I wanted to, let's, let's, let's parlay that into a little bit of a wrap up here because we are close to two hours now. The, I want to talk a little bit about your, your business in the sense of holistic, was it holistic real estate, holistic how yeah. are you, how did you word that properly? Like you, you took something that was third dimensional and you made it very, very predominant. What, what are you doing? Uh, holistic real estate is like holistic principles, traditional methods is my basis. So I, 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 through my journey and my multiple dark nights of the soul awakening moments and coming to the realization that everything is energy. I, also came to the realization that I didn't want to operate like a traditional real estate agent where a lot of them are losing their minds <laughs> running around like crazy, not enjoying their life. I really enjoy working with people that, you know, have these kinds of conversations. Do they have to have, you know, crazy conspiracy conversations when I talk to them? No, but they have to be at least open to, you know, being a good person, understanding the energies out there. So holistic principles is where I help uh, keep my clients mind body and soul in the uh, process of buying and selling real estate and that's not me telling them what they need it's me helping them discover what they truly want because some people think it's very linear but there's a lot of emotions that come into it there's a lot of fear that comes into it because there's a lot of unknowns so you know energetically I'm holding space for them so they can see things a little bit more clearly and it's been insanely phenomenal. Like the amount of amazing people I am meeting through this, it's unreal. Like, I love it. People are like, we have so many similar things. Like they like growing food, you know, they, you know, see things that I see. It's just, it's so nice that they're at least energetically on the same wavelength. They don't have to believe the same things. Cause like I said, I don't, I myself don't believe one thing. So why should I expect someone else to believe one thing? But at least energetically, they're open to having a good time and understanding that I'm different. Yeah. That's it. And you're, you're aligning with different. That's cool. Yeah. You're manifesting, you're manifesting your people. I like that. It's actually the coolest thing. And I've met some amazing people. And as soon as they hear that I have land, um, you know, I'm putting up a 45 geodesic dome here. So me and a bunch of hippies can host events. Um, spiritual people can host events, retreats, healing centers. Like to me, it's all connected. Like your home is your safe space. It's your be all to end all energetically. Like everything happens in your house. You're coming home to it. You leave from it in the morning. It should be a place that harbors good things for you. and you know, I, uh, I integrate it. <laughs> I integrate mm. it all. <laughs> One day I'll speak at your dome. That would be cool. I mean, we will have a lot of fun. It's going to be right in the middle of the forest. It's going to be a nature event. I fully believe people need to connect back to nature. And as soon as people start connecting back to nature, that too will open up the doors to finding themselves. Like I think COVID did a lot of that um, without having to get into another two hour conversation. 
<laughs> but it's a, I, think, I, I agree though. I think it was beneficial. I think that yeah. there's a lot of people that made some, some deep realizations and that's why I don't, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even upset with COVID. I, exactly. I you know, there was a time where you could be like, like COVID is killing people or the lack of hospitals is killing people. Like what really happened was we just saw how asinine everything really truly is. Exactly. We can do what we want with it. Yeah, we have to face all the things that we don't like in order to make things better. That's just how life works. You can't make a change until you see what you need to change. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop, we're out. Peace. Peace, see you out. See you next time. <laughs> Later. Uh, I mean, I mean, we joke, but I, I, I couldn't end the show on a better note. Is there, um, is there anywhere you want... Anyone that's listening to this podcast that's first introduced to you that anywhere you want to send them? A drop um, yeah, I would say like just you could go to my name, christymorrison.com. I have a lot of stuff there. I have a little link to when I'm going to actually start doing events and stuff like that. Um, send me love. If you send me hate, it's just going in the junk because that does, shit does not phase me. I just know I recognize where it's coming from. And I say, you know, energetically, I appreciate your uh, love. Because uh, I'm protected, so even when somebody's sending you hate, like you know that they're sitting there taking the time out of their day to connect with you. Yeah, I love and it. I, I'm like, I love you, sending you love and gratitude. Thanks for thinking of me. There's a lot of people that will send hate to me that I turn. I'm like, it's funny that you should say the things that you've just said because blah 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 blah. Have you considered no 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 no? What? What? Der 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 der. But it's I mean, funny. It's funny to do that, that you know, to turn it, to turn their hate around. But yeah, why, why, why waste your time? See, yeah. the thing too, I, I realize, you know, to send hate, you have to live in hate. Mm -hmm. If you're living in hate, you're suffering. And if you're suffering and you're trying you need to a hug. Hate, yeah. you're just sharing your suffering. Yeah. They need, they need help. Anyone who's sending and living in that, that hard spot, they, they need help. Obviously we can't do the work for them, but we can be there to energetically support them. Awesome. Well, I'm going to put your stuff in the um, show notes as well. So anyone can click those links uh, that are listening to the show and loving the show. Uh, I want to thank you again for your time today and, and having you here. And I do look forward to speaking at your doom. Uh, <laughs> and it's up and done and up and ready. And I, I like the idea of everything you're doing. We're definitely going to have you back on the show. But thank you for today. No, thank you. It was fun. I love talking about all these different avenues and, and kind of seeing all those different avenues you've been down through and, some of them I've never even touched on, but I think it's absolutely amazing that uh, we're able to connect and actually have a civil conversation. You know, well, it's hard to not have a civil conversation with somebody like me who, and like you, you just simply want to talk. You want to like, how did you get there? And that, I think that that mentality would save so much moving forward. Not like yeah. I want to fight you with my point, but how did you get to your point? Exactly. Like that let's to learn me. together guys. Yeah, 100%. Please <laughs> everyone, it. let's learn. Yes. All right. Uh, so you will be back at some point, that's for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on me. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance.
Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.